Alright, folks, welcome to Season 4, Episode 2 um, of the Sammy Hour. I, I just want to say this 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 whole podcast experience has been crazy. I know I say that every episode, but it, it really, it truly has. And I'm grateful for, you know, how far I've come and how this podcast has taken off. Um, it, it's been a journey I'll never forget. I know I say that every episode, but it's it's true. And I'm grateful for this experience. You know, a year ago... It was a weird phase. We were just about to go on lockdown. No one knew that the world was going to change forever. And and, and now looking back a year later, it, it's good to know that I kind of created a platform where people can learn, people can grow, and people just can become better. You know, it's been a tough year, and I, I feel like it, it, it it's going to get better, but it's we're also going to have more challenges, and we're going to need to adapt, and we're going to need to grow as people. So, you know, with that being said, today's guest is just a really awesome person. I believe I connected with him through TikTok and Instagram, but love both those apps. Those apps are awesome. Um, uh, his name is uh, Byron Dempsey. First off, he has his own podcast called Driven Young. And let's just say that he has a very successful podcast. He'll he'll talk about it. Um, it it's pretty cool. But Byron, oh, uh, oh, I forgot to also say he's from Australia. So this is an international episode. You know, last episode, I had Noah Mays on a TikToker about 3,000 miles away in DC from where I am. And now Byron is about... A little over 8,000 miles from me, but hey, we're making this work, right? So Byron Dempsey, welcome on to the Sammy Hour. Thanks so much for having me, man. I'm keen to be here. Yeah, this this is this is a really, really dope experience. Now, Byron, we're going to get into a series, of, que- a series uh, of questions here. Why did you want to start a podcast focused on influencing younger people? Um, yeah, that's the first question to start us out. something i'm very passionate about mm-hmm. like that could almost just be the answer i'm very passionate about it why am i passionate about it because um i guess when i graduated high school um i got a job about six months after high school with a australian entrepreneur yeah. i was kind of like you know the d-rock if you guys know d-rock is he films gary v yeah i was following around this guy filming him uh, and creating lots of content for his social media platform so i got to attend all his events for free mm-hmm. i got to basically learn from him see how he ran the business i learned so many valuable skills i was like wow it just blown my mind we don't let any of the any of us at school um, and over time, I kept mm. kind of bringing up this conversation with people I'd meet, and everyone seemed to agree and would have their own personal stories about how they didn't know how to do this. They didn't know how to buy a home after school and all this different stuff. So over time, I just got more passionate about it because I realized how big the issue was, and it wasn't just something that I would experience. And so I figured the best way to get my message out there was through podcasts. And that was mm-hmm. after I attended a podcasting conference. Um, I kind of realized the power of this in 2018. Mm-hmm. Met some really big podcasters and I went, you know what? This is a great way because I'm not an expert. The podcast will allow me to bring on guests who I can interview around certain topics and they can bring the value and I can just kind of be a guide. And uh, I also realized there's a massive gap in the market. There's very, there's not much educational content for young people because it's not a very lucrative market. Like there's not really any money in it because they don't have any money. And, you know, especially when you're going after kind of teenagers because 18 year olds almost the worst demographic to target monetarily because they've, they've independent, so parents won't pay and they've got no jobs, so they won't, you know, pay. Yeah. Um, so there's no financial benefit. It's just because it's something I'm passionate about. And um, yeah, since then, it's been a wild, wild ride. But the podcasting is just a, a massively beneficial platform uh, for myself and for my my audience. Yeah, like I remember, I think I... I... I find a lot of different uh, guests, if you will, on TikTok and, and Instagram, especially guests who, you know, who who are doing really cool things, who don't live where I live. I'm actually in California, so we're pretty far apart. But I mean, what's cool is that even though we're 8,000, 9,000 miles apart, we're still, you know, doing something to influence and help people out. And I, I when you're talking about the financial part, it, was that is is that because you don't think there's enough uh, financial education being taught in schools? Like I know. Yeah, no way. I, mm-hmm. I mean, there's basically none from from what I see, um, and from what I've I've researched. And the odd school here and there might have a a bit of a curriculum around it, but overall in Australia at least, there's basically no financial education. Um, in primary school, they teach a little bit about saving. That's kind of it. <clears throat> um, there needs to be a really not strict, but a, a regimented, you know understanding stocks, understanding dividends. It doesn't have to be complicated, just real surface level stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, actually the number one thing when I've polled a lot of people, asked a lot of questions for you know, thousands of people is without fail, 
majority of people will say the number one thing I wish I learned at school was financial literacy. Yeah. How do yeah. I buy a home? How do I get a loan? How do I pay off credit card? All that sort of stuff. Right. Look, I, I love my math teacher at my high school. But, you know, I there has been times I'll I'll come home from school and I'll be doing certain math homework. You know, in the States, we it's usually algebra first in high school and then stats and then calculus. I don't know how it is over there, but... It, it, it's it's a it's a weird series of different you know math progression and so you know sometimes i'll be home I, i've come home from school and i have to do like let's say algebra homework or stats homework and i said to myself you know i really wish we were doing something about the stock market something about investing something about how to grow your money uh, something about passive income and i really think that school should Im- should implement that because i mean when a kid is a kid graduates at 18 let's say they're you know 25 or 35 they're i i say i mean this could be just an opinion but i feel like 75 percent of the people who who took a certain math in high school aren't really going to apply that in terms you know their financial routes or or just financial aspects of life yeah i mean it's probably more to be honest i would say Mm -hmm. it it could be even more than 75 percent maybe even 90 Um, especially once you get into this advanced mathematics like algebra and or not and algebra is not that advanced but you get to specific math which you you kind of need to be doing a certain job that requires that math like engineering or something Mm -hmm. um so unless you're an engineer or you know maybe you're doing coding or you know there's plenty of jobs that do it but it's definitely not the majority of jobs you don't need the skill and that could be said about a lot of what we learn in senior high school um a lot of the science i think science is great when we in uh, in primary school and high school when you're doing the basics but once, once you get into like you know the specific cells in your body and um, all this advanced stuff it's like it's really unnecessary unless that's the mm-hmm. career you're really going down yeah I, I really I really uh I was just I was just about to say that because I'm in anatomy right now and I say look I don't I don't probably not going to remember much of this stuff you know five years down the road I mean it's good to know how the body works but I mean to be honest we're probably not going to remember it five years down the road um well that's fair it, it is good to know but do you know what else is even better to know what's that finance yeah financial literacy or emotional intelligence leadership critical thinking these mm-hmm. are all stuff that every single person in their life will use we can guarantee everyone is going to have to deal with money they're going to have to deal with communication emotional intelligence there's just blanket skills that everyone will use and it blows my mind we're not focusing on those rather than doing biology or um, chemistry or something where it's like look yeah it's good to have them but i don't think they should be like why are so many people doing those classes when you're probably not going to use most of the stuff you learn in there. And exactly as you say, we kind of just consume the information for the test. We regurgitate it onto mm-hmm. the page yes. and then we forget about it as soon as the test is over. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, some of the classes that I think about that I've taken in high school that are probably going to resonate with me for, for a while or perhaps forever are AP classes that I've taken, like AP language, AP literature, AP government, um, which, I mean, those are advanced classes and those are good ones. But I feel like if education could focus more on those types of classes – but not have so much of a workload with it. I think that school would actually, you know, be something that kids wake up at 6.30 a.m. or 7 a.m., whatever time they get up and say, you know what, today's going to be fun. I'm going to learn something. I'm going to apply it to my life. You know, I really like the the, the format of how AP works. But once again, it's it's a, ton, uh, it's a ton of work, whether it's reading, a lot of writing, time this, time that. Uh, there's an AP test at the end of the year that's like three and a half hours. And that's intense, but I mean, it comes with the class, of course. Yeah, 100%. A hundred percent. And like on that, I think, you know, basic economics, we should all be learning economics. Like I know we had economics in my school, but it was a selective subject. And only I think 15 people chose it out of like 180. <laughs> so a very small percentage of people actually did it. Um, and even then, it, 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 I think I just didn't have the best teacher, but mm-hmm. it, it was beneficial. But I think we could be doing just surface level economics, inflation understanding you know it's just some real basic fundamentals of how the economy works um because often you know it's crazy i mean 30 year olds who have no idea how this stuff works <laughs> i know and that's and that's when you realize it's a problem but i know we're going to get into this down the road into the podcast because i'm going to talk about empower you in the 530 club so i'm really looking forward to that but next question i want to ask you is i on your instagram by the way it says number one podcast for young people so how did you get your podcast to be the number one podcast for young people? Is, and is that in Australia or is that how, what is that? What is that number one um, for? Um, yeah. In Australia, it's definitely number one. Oh, I don't wow. know Congratulations. Because I mean, I mean, look, it's, well, I mean, there's not much competition to be honest. There's not really many, many podcasts that are made for young people. Mm-hmm. I can think of a handful, but um, as far as I've seen, there are none that are, you know, actually kind of mainstream or big. Um, yeah, I'm definitely by no means am I like a, a top podcast. I just because <laughs> I don't want podcasts for young people because 
it's such a specific niche, right? And yeah. not many people are to compete with. Um, but I, I did get in the top charts for business and education. And I think I was like number six in America on entrepreneurship at one point. Oh. Um, I had quite a big, a lot, a lot of growth at one point. And that was sort of TikTok video, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, what was the question? How did I get there? Yeah, how did you get to number one? I'm sure because I know you released your first episodes back in 2019. So you've been doing this for almost a year and a half. Yeah, I mean, and look, the first six months, I didn't really get any traction. Mm-hmm. I was... Um, I was probably getting, you know, less than 100 downloads an episode. Mm-hmm. Most of it was probably like friends and family. And I don't know how many people listened to the whole thing. <laughs> and it's just, it was so difficult to grow. I was like, how do you, especially getting young people, like a lot of young people don't even listen to podcasts. Mm-hmm. So for me, I have to convert them to listen to, to actually download the app and actually get on the platform and then listen to my show, which is so much harder than just getting someone to add the show to their playlist. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, it was basically all TikTok. Mm-hmm. Pretty much my entire, all my growth has come through TikTok. Wow. Um, so I, I cut up, I film my podcast. I cut that up into little snippets, obviously um, less than a minute because that's TikTok's limit. Usually, 30, you know, 15 seconds to a minute. And I just post those on TikTok multiple times a day. And some, sometimes they'll get, no, you know, a thousand views. Sometimes I'll get 10,000 views. Sometimes I'll get a million views. Wow. It, it all depends on it's all about the algorithm. Know, how the video goes. Right. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's quite unpredictable, but I've gotten better over time. Um, and I, I understand TikTok really well. Very, very used to the platform. I've worked with a lot of people on it, and yeah, pretty much everyone's come through TikTok, and it's been the best place because that's where young people are, right? Yeah. Like, how do you grow a podcast for young people? You know, you need, to get, you need to get where they are. I was posting on Instagram and Facebook for the first six months, got no traction at all. Mm-hmm. I went to TikTok, and um, you know, within a month, I you know got a lot of traction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, me being in the podcast for about. Uh, I think almost nine, 10 months now, it's, it, it's tough, you know, especially with the promoting part. Cause with me, I know that when I release an episode, I really want that episode to do well. Cause you know, I worked hard for that. I, pre- I took time into picking out the guests, planning the questions, thinking about what I'm going to talk about, what I'm going to focus on, how, what message I'm going to spread. And really with Instagram, it was people, you know, I gained a fan base and they would shout it out for me, which God bless those fans. They're awesome. You got to love those fans. But then also that would be tough because I mean, people go through Insta stories and they just swipe and swipe and swipe like, oh, whatever. Let's see the next thing. So they're not end up going to, a lot of them don't press that Spotify link on the top of the uh, Insta story. So I would just individually just send out episodes to my followers. Just just say, hey, check out this episode, you know, new episode with this such and such guest. And but that's interesting that you say that now because I think that I'm going to start doing it more on, on TikTok because I, w- I always said, look, if, if Byron can do it, I can do it, you know, because I've seen I, I remember your your uh, I started doing more in, uh, research on you and your show. And I saw your first episode was 2019. And then I realized, and then I saw your Instagram bio and it said, oh, he's n- number one podcast in an Australian continent for youth. And I was like, you know what, if he can do it, you know, I can do it. So that's interesting. And then you were also talking about earlier how a lot of young people don't listen to podcasts. And I, I've, I realized that's, that's actually pretty true because before I started podcasting, so last year, let's say around this time last year, people, any, there was maybe a handful of teenagers that I knew who actually listened to a podcast, meaning just one podcast. And then luckily when I started releasing mine, um, I remember we came back from uh, from school. We were online due to the pandemic, of course. And kids were like, oh, wow, I checked out your show. That's really cool. And I said, you know what? With podcasting is a way that you can definitely influence that, that younger generation. Because think about it. A lot, of, a lot of people between the 18 or not even, let's say the 16 and 25 gap are on Spotify. They're on Instagram. They're on TikTok. And, and, and I think when you can really, if you can really send out a message through TikTok or those platforms while having another platform like a podcast, you can really promote growth and influence on that. A hundred percent. And the thing with, as you mentioned, a lot of young people aren't on podcasts, even the ones who are, they usually are listening to like, you know, crime documentaries and um, that sort of stuff. They're not actually doing, they're not using it as an educational platform. So uh, doing an educational platform is even harder when you're doing educational content. Like, um, yeah, I mean, the, if you have got an, if you've got an entertainment podcast and you're filming it and putting it on TikTok, you should have way more followers than me, because mm-hmm. it's so much. E- every video that I post that's not ed- entertain that's more entertainment, like you know gossip and stuff, which is not <laughs> rare. I mean, it is rare, sorry, because most of my content is educational. Yes, um, it just goes really really big and i had i did an episode on relationships yeah so we we're talking a lot about relationships and stuff every one of her videos i posted just went really big um so yeah i mean it's difficult but there's a way to if you if you're passionate about something you should just keep doing it and um regardless of the followers regardless of 
you know, how many listeners you have, regardless mm-hmm. of all that sort of stuff, just doing it because you want to do it and it's a message you want to get out there. Yeah, and now you said when you first started doing this, the first six months, I believe you said you were uh, getting a, a, a under 100 or around 100. If you don't mind me asking, what are how, what are you getting now in terms of views or downloads or streams and downloads, um, excuse me? Yeah, well, so on TikTok, we're getting about, you know, three to four million views wow. um, a month, I think. It depends. It really depends, honestly. I think January, I had a pretty big month. I would have got over 10 million views. Um, that, but it, and then, and then um, December, I got probably less than a million. Like, mm-hmm. uh, I just had a big month in January. But I, I can probably comfortably say three to five million views a month on TikTok. Wow, that's um, awesome. Then, you know, how, however many likes that transfers into probably 100, 100 to 200, three, four, 400,000 likes. Mm-hmm. Um, and so TikTok is by far my biggest platform. Um, it, it doesn't actually transfer over as big as I thought it would to the podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now I... I get. I think I get about you know thirty to forty thousand downloads a month, um, and that doesn't. And each episode is anywhere from kind of two to five thousand downloads, which isn't massive. Um, but but it's what I've noticed is all my episodes go up at the same time. Yeah. Um. So pe- people go back and listen to like every episode, or go back and through throughout it. And so, for example, my most listened to episode is episode number one. Um, out of all episodes and then number two again there's a lot of downloads as well um so yeah they're kind of the, the numbers that I'm, I'm getting for that and it's um the big thing about tiktok is just even though i've probably only got like you know a few thousand regular listeners <laughs> is just the reach like everyone will you know know someone who's watched my show or i've come across their for you page or they're oh, i've seen you before or like whatever it's just the the, the brand awareness is massive mm-hmm. so yeah tiktok i mean I remember I had Noah Mays on. If, I don't know if you know who it is, but if you have time, that'd be really cool if you want to go check him out. He was actually on my show and he said, yeah, you know, I, I, I was doing stuff on, I think he said he was trying to do, he wanted to do some stuff, but he didn't know if he should do Instagram or TikTok. And then he just did it on TikTok and he exploded. Now he has like almost 500K followers. So, I mean, based on that, do you think that TikTok's one of the main apps that's really going to ignite people's content or, or whatever platforms they, they want to kind of promote out there and establish? Yeah, 100%. Like, there's no other app where you can just grow quick. Because the thing about TikTok is because of the For You page, you can just post right now with zero followers and get a viral video. Yeah. You just can't do that with Instagram or Facebook or basically any other platform. It's not going to go viral unless you've got some followers and people start sharing it and stuff. Whereas TikTok, it's like you can have, you can go from having no following and building a brand uh, very quickly. And it's just, there's so much potential with it. And the good thing is, most people don't understand how to do it. And so the competition is low. Mm-hmm. Um, especially in the world that I'm in, which is more, you know, kind of business and educational stuff. Look, there's a lot of TikTokers that are doing it, but still there's not that many that are crushing it in that space because it's very hard to do because mm-hmm. people don't understand the app. Uh, it's very different to Instagram and very different to Facebook. So, yeah, I'm going to get hard to get on, to get on now, is my advice. Um, it was a lot easier a year ago. It's still got big potential now, but it's, you know, it's only going to get harder and harder. Okay. Interesting. Now, um, last question about the whole streams and stuff. How much do you get? How many do you get on Spotify? That's just for my own curiosity because Spotify is my main um, source. Spotify. Use. Yeah. Uh, I'm not too sure. I mean, I think forty percent, thirty, forty percent of Spotify, and then the rest is Apple, mm-hmm. and then or whatever, and then you know whatever other other apps. Uh-huh. Um, so I'm not too sure on the exact number, but anywhere from you know up to around four or five thousand downloads an episode. That's wow. That's pretty decent. Wow. That's what I'm aiming for. You know, I'll get there one day. Definitely. If you put, if you put, I've talked about this in my last episode. If you really put your mind to it content wise and study the game and focus, it, it, it's, you'll, you'll take off some, some, yeah, you know, sure. if you really do that. But okay. Um, on to our next question. This is kind of going to get into what we, you talk about education, but it also seems like you focus on mental health. So you seem to focus on mental health, uh, societal issues and their solutions and problems with the education system, as we were talking about earlier. Why do you focus on these aspects for your podcast episodes? Yeah, so I've done quite a, I've done a few episodes of mental health. I've, I've mm-hmm. brought it up a few times and it's just the simple fact that I just think it's a massive, massive issue that we need to tackle and I'm trying to raise awareness around it. Um, I also think it's it's just quite messy right now in terms of mental health, like mm-hmm. the way people use depression as if, if they're a little bit sad, they'll use it very easily. And it's just, it's just so much going on. And so I've done a few episodes with mental health experts. Um, I've just spoken about it with some friends and started putting out some content around it solely because I just think it's, it's a big issue. And if we can solve mental health problems for young people, if we can solve the education system and mental health for young people, it'll solve so many other problems in our society mm-hmm. because they're kind of like the fundamental, like education is the building blocks of our society. So if it's we true. can educate people better, 
you know, no one's born and no one's born a racist. No one's born with these negative traits. They're educated. It. So education is both beneficial and on the other side, it can be negative, right? Because it can be a double-edged sword. Exactly. And so if we take education and if we can, I mean, not, I don't know if fix it is the right word, but improve it. So it's modify more focused it. on practical yeah. life. Yeah. Modify it, improve it. So it's more focused on life skills. People are in the economy. They're doing what they love instead of doing what they want for money. Uh, they're focusing on better things that will improve you know, the, the whole country, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and then within the education system, I think we should have more support for mental health because the, the stats are just through the roof for Gen Z with what, with, with what we're seeing. Mm-hmm. Especially with COVID. I mean, I'm worried about the of long-term course, yeah. effects. I was talking to my parents the other day and I said, it's really good to see kids back at school. Um, we were here in, in California. I was actually online for about six months. So that's translates. Well, about four and a half that translates four and a half, five that translates to about a, a, a whole semester. So a whole semester you're online. So that's a whole semester of high school. You lost out in terms of sports, you know, dances, other social activities. And that can, that's, that's something you're never going to get back. I mean, let's be honest here. And I was saying it's good that we're back in school, but I'm worried about the long-term effects. Yes. We only had four and a half months, but there's other schools in this nation, in this city, and even the world that are still online, stuck in their house, staring at a, at a computer, learning things that they have no interest in, learning things that they that probably aren't really going to benefit them, you know? And I, I definitely think that if, we're t- if we want to bring up the conversation, should the education system be modified or, or revised or changed, I think it should start now. Because I think if, if anything, COVID taught us like, okay, it, it was, it's, hard, it's hard to, you know, keep kids focused and, and when they're at school, but it's on nearly impossible when you're online. Because I know I found myself struggling when I was online, of course. But yeah, but also like the way we're conditioned, it's a joke. It's just you grow up knowing, oh, you have to go to school. Mm-hmm. Like very few people want to go to school. Like, why is that? What if, you know, what if we grew up in a world where everyone was excited to go to school and actually learned stuff that can come home and like, look what I learned today, mom and dad. Like sometimes, you know, that happens every now and then the kids will come home and be like, mom, dad, look what I learned today. That mm-hmm. could be every day at school. I don't know why it's so normal and it's just accepted that school sucks and that we have to, it's, it's a chore and we have to go to it. It's like, what? Mm-hmm. Why is that normal? And look, to be honest, I actually had a pretty good school experience. I, um, overall, like I enjoyed the social life of it. I enjoyed a bunch of things. Um, but I just, from what I see with everyone else and my own experiences and just a lot of different things, I can see that it's really uh, failing to, first of all, look after their mental health and educate them with what we actually need to know. Mm-hmm. I can I completely agree with that. I think what we're going to see it at some point. I just hope we do it sooner than later. Because, I mean, my generation... Well, yeah, it's such a mammoth, mammoth job to tackle. Like I yeah. totally understand how difficult it is to change education system. That's why I'm kind of starting podcasts and hopefully I can, you know, over the next kind of few years, start talking to people in the government and maybe actually make some some serious changes. Uh, this is just phase one to like raise awareness around it and hopefully build a, build a following of people who enjoy this type of learning. Yeah, and even teachers. I've heard some teachers say, it, you know, at, at schools I've been to, like. I love being a teacher, but I think the education system needs a little bit of a change. And that's interesting when you hear teachers say that. I hear heaps of teachers. I've had lots of teachers reach out to me and they're just like, I have nothing nothing against teachers at all. I think Mm -hmm. teaching is a a really important role. I actually, um, I fully support the teachers. I think, once again, the way in Australia we perceive teachers is just kind of a low status role. Like if you had a teacher versus a lawyer, everyone's going to think the lawyer is a lot smarter, Mm -hmm. a lot more harder working. When it's like teaching is just as important, if not more important, um, because they're raising the next lawyers. And so they're educating yeah, a teachers, generation. <laughs> I, yeah, I really sympathize with teachers because they're stuck in the system just like the kids are. They have to educate around what the, the rubric says or whatever the, um, the curriculum says, because if they don't, then they'll lose their job and mm-hmm. the kids won't pass. Uh-huh. Yeah. Now, um, when, when, I when we when I watch your podcast and folks, you can check out his podcast, Driven Young. Uh, you heard it TikTok. You were heard. You heard him talking about it. You can either follow him at Byron Dempsey or at Driven Young Podcast. That also goes for Instagram. You can follow that too. Um, but you can also find the podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. But when when I watch or listen or watch your podcast, Driven Young, I see I I see you talk about you know different habits and routines people can follow. Um, that can really benefit them in long in the long run. Whether that's you know being financially set, taking steps to, uh, secure, you know, financial security or, or just have more wealth overall. Now, what habits and routines can one adapt that can help them promote mental health, like clarity, focus, and motivation? Um, 
Yeah, so with mental health, studies have shown that um, going for a 30-minute walk in nature wow. um, does the same as a like an antidepressant. Oh, wow. Um, which, is re- which is really interesting. So I'm not saying get off antidepressants, yeah. but understand that by going for a walk in nature or just by spending some time alone and just getting out of your own head, it can be very beneficial. Um, so that's a, a great way just to cut a real simple hack. There's stuff like a gratitude journal, which is just, you just write what you're grateful for every morning and you can do like three questions. Um, just I'm grateful for this, this, and this. And the cool thing about that is every morning you've got to write something you're grateful for. So each day you're going to go, okay, throughout the day you're going to look for things you're grateful for because you know you have to write them in the book tomorrow morning. Mm-hmm. So throughout the day you're now, your brain is now switched on and you're looking for things to be grateful for, um, whereas most people are kind of looking for things to be negative for. But, you know, <laughs> um, they'll see a TikTok video and they'll just go, ah, negative comment, or they'll have immediate negative thoughts. Yeah. And so that's another good one as well. Um, obviously, for me, the biggest thing with um, improving my mental health and just being overall happier is just having amazing people in my life. Um, so just meeting cool people really changed everything for me. It, once I met the cool people, the podcast got better. Uh, more opportunities came, just so many different things. So uh, don't underestimate how important it is to have quality relationships around you as well for your mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of what I see. And look, I'm not an expert or anything. This is just what I see in my own personal life and for other people. Um, I do, and the, the, my problem is if you're, if you're feeling depressed or something, you go to the doctor, you should just give you an antidepressant and it's kind of like it. And it's like, yeah, I, mean, I might do something and it, and it should help hopefully, but you want to try to do everything else I mentioned. You want to try, try mingle with more people. And, it, and the problem is a lot of what I just said is hard to do, as you mentioned, because of COVID. Yeah. Like COVID has really shined a light on uh, how isolated we are and how much we do crave relationships and crave friendships. And so I think that's a big one that I, I would definitely recommend. Yeah, de- I definitely uh, agree with that. I mean, especially because when I when we got locked down here, I think this almost goes internationally. I believe it was last March. I don't know how it was over there in Australia, but yeah. it was about middle March here uh, where I am in California. And it just, oh, it, 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 it hit us like, like a bus. It was crazy. I remember because I was busy, you know, I had swim five nights a week. I had homework. I had stuff on the weekends. I was always staying busy. And then when it, all that gets taken away and you're confined in your house, staring at an iPad all day, it, it's, it's a polar change. And it's, it really affected me mentally where I started getting more, um, irritable, uh, a little bit more sad and just kind of had a negative outlook. And then I said, you know what, I need to change this now. I can't do this long term because I started to realize this is probably going to go on longer than the initial two weeks we were told. <laughs> um, so I started running, started, got into running, loved that. And then just, it just kind of kicked off from there. And it was really, it was really cool to, that I took that route, how you were saying, you know, you're taking routes uh, socially and how that's helped you out. Cause once I took that route with running around the block, something so simple, I actually started meeting people that I knew who either went to my school or who I just knew um, from other activities I would do around the city. And then we kind of formed that group of friends. And then that group of friends that I connected with who I already knew, who I literally didn't even know they lived like a minute away in my neighborhood, we ended up, you know, really helping each other out through, through the pandemic. Because you know, when the summer months came, it got tough. Because you realize, yo, we've been here for three months and you're not going to have your normal summer, you know. It's not going to be like, oh, party here, party over there, you know. There's not going to be sporting events or concerts and... That was tough, but I think that taking that one little avenue of literally just jogging around my block one Saturday and running into friends that I already knew really, really helped me. And I think that's just a message for people out there. Like, just just take that step. Like, I literally would have never known I would have ran into people and met new friends. And I still have those relationships till this day, and we still, you know, keep in touch with each other and help each other out through through this pandemic. So I definitely agree with you on the social part and even the, the exercise part as well. Yeah, exercise is a big one as well. That's also got studies that shows um, it can help with your mental clarity and just on many aspects of life. When you exercise, you release endorphins and endorphins make mm-hmm. you feel good. Yeah. Um, you know, it gives you a little bit of like a mini high almost when you exercise. So um, get, aside from physical benefits, exercise is really good for, for mental benefits as well. And obviously it's hard to exercise when you're you know depressed or you're feeling really down because you don't have the motivation to do it. Um, so I totally sympathize with that. But even if it's going for a walk, you know, it doesn't have to be hardcore lifting weights and stuff. Just going for a walk in nature, as I mentioned before, is uh, very beneficial. And as you said, all you, all it took was you just to go one time and you met these people. Yeah. Like just, and 
people will be like, oh, you got lucky or like, oh, you know, oh, you got, you're your friends, you're so lucky. It's like, no, you stay, well, you stayed inside. I went out looking for friends. It's true. You know, actually, I actively, and I understand most people want more friends. Yeah. It's crazy. You could have a room of like 10 people. They all want to be friends with each other, but no one wants to initiate that conversation and start it. <laughs> Yeah, it's true. It's such a Gen Z thing, and I, I think, and then afterwards I'll go home and they'll create a group chat and they'll, you know, talk in a group <laughs> chat rather than in person. Yep, that's our generation. That's crazy. And I was talking to one of my friends. I we were at lunch, and I said to her, "It's crazy. I don't know if you have Snapchat, but you'll send someone streaks, you know, streaks to keep in touch to keep that streak going for how long you've talked. But when you see them, you know, face to face, or you're passing by them at school, or you recognize them out in public, it's like an act of courage." Uh, of saying hi to them and you and i started saying to myself oh our generation may be uh in deeper trouble than i thought because <laughs> if you can't really interact with someone socially face to face how it should be and really you only feel, feel comfortable of sending a black screen that says streaks we have a bigger problem on our hands and that's what i mean like i'm, I'm starting to speak at schools and i was talking to a girl and she said we just want our uh, year group to be more united mm-hmm. we want to be friends with each other it's like isn't that crazy? Like, it's it's insane. And, um, yeah, it breaks my heart. And so that's stuff that I think school needs to be more aware of and me prioritizing how do we fix that. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, it's been so tough with this whole pandemic, people being locked in and this whole social distancing stuff. But I think that if you take a simple act of... If you get out of that comfort zone is what I'm really big on, especially this past, whole, this past year with all of life circumstances. If you just take... You're, if you're uncomfortable with something and if you take that, if you get out of your comfort zone and take that one step, the, the possibilities that, there's possibilities out there that you couldn't even fathom that just appear out there. Because I remember I was nervous to really start a podcast. I didn't know if I wanted to. I didn't know what to do. I would have never guessed I would have been doing this with someone in Australia who has their own podcast. But that simple act of saying, all right, you know what? I, I life's not Life doesn't have the circumstances I want. The, this whole pandemic's messing me up, you know, but we, we have power in our hands to actually make a change, whether that's making a TikTok video or starting a podcast or starting a YouTube channel or taking a run around the block and, you know, running into someone and making those connections. The point is opportunities out there and it awaits us, but it starts with us and how, and if, and if we are willing to take the steps to, or not. Yeah, and look, most people have a victim mentality where they just go, oh, I'm unlucky, I, it's not coming to me. Mm-hmm. Which reality, you have to, you know, you have to go to it. Everyone yeah. has luck in their life. Most people just don't take advantage of it. Um, and so, like, the, the big thing is the Thousand Doors, if you've heard me talk about that. So my mate created this, Joe Weeby. He um, had him on the podcast. He's one of my best mates. He just kind of just came up with a, like a, a metaphor and a framework mm-hmm. for, you know, creating opportunities, which is um, basically behind one door could be a thousand more. So when you yeah. went for that run, that was one door. You stepped in your comfort zone and, and you opened the door. And that door was, you know, a thousand doors because you made all these friends and who knows who they're going to introduce you to and who knows yeah. what's going to happen off the back of that. And now you're in a better space because you've got these friends. And there's stuff like that in my life where it's like all it took was one small thing for me to say yes to. Like there's a guy who reached out to me and he's like, going to get on Zoom. Complete random stranger. And I was like, yeah, okay. And then he introduced me to all these people and it changed my life. Most people would say no because he's a stranger. Yeah. Well, no, I don't know you. I'm not going to go on Zoom with you. And then they don't know what they missed out on because behind that door is a thousand doors. Yeah. And they're not complaining that they don't have opportunities come their way. And so, yeah, exactly as, as you mean. It's a lot of mindset stuff and understanding that you've really got to get out there, put yourself out there. Mm-hmm. Just that That's so true. Like, I mean, I'm sure when you made your first podcast episode and you or episodes and you started seeing, yo, yeah, I'm not getting the amount of streams that I think would are... are enough but you know you kept going and then you i'm sure you obviously ran into more of these opportunities and you're still going strong to this day you have a bunch of different guests on i've, I've seen but i mean i think that's a, a message our people need to get out there especially with gen z now i this is i didn't put this in the template of, of questions but i'm just gonna ask it do you think gen z is is doomed or do you think we still have a chance to get ourselves out of this you know i don't know how to say it a kind of hole we're in or this ditch we're in I think some people, you know, won't because they've got such a victim mentality where they just, they just complain about everything. They'll complain about billionaires. They'll complain about Trump or um, whatever it is. And look, it's totally a lot of the, a lot of the time. It's totally valid what they're complaining about. But what does it achieve? If you actually, if you're really passionate about that, go out and make a change. Yes. Um, that's kind of less, less sort of my thing. Actually, go out and actually do something rather than sitting at home just whinging and moaning. Uh, I don't think we're doomed. No, I think. I mean, the cool thing is, and this is the way I think, if everyone else is like 
victim mentality and that everyone else is kind of not really doing anything, that means we have low competition. Mm -hmm. So as a young person, if you have, you know, if you work hard, you know, you're a positive person, you can see opportunities, you're willing to sacrifice, you know, taking a paycheck to gain experience and leverage that experience so you can get a bigger paycheck in, in the long term and all these different things, not many people are doing that. So it's such a good opportunity for us as young people to stand out and really take advantage of it. That's why I look at it. Mm-hmm. That's, that's so true. Uh, one thing, you know, some, some people in California uh, complain about, um, we have certain, we have political parties here in, in America. I don't know how it is over in Australia, but you know, some people are like, Oh, I don't like that. The, our certain state is, is predominantly this political party. It's never going to change. And then our, our teacher really stresses, well, with that attitude, it's not going to change. You know, we have the difference to, you know, rally out there, spread a message out there and just really get people to, I don't know, kind of change the tide. It, it really all invests within the people. Like here in America, we would have never been a free country if, if people, you know, didn't rally around and say, you know what, I'm sick of being controlled by Britain. You know, let's do some, mm. we got to do something about it. So that's called the American Revolution. And that really set us on pace to the, the, the road to freedom, the road of democracy, the road of, um, I, w- I would guess, a, a sustainable government. But yeah, well, same, said, same with Martin Luther King, right? Yeah. Like he, he rallied together just a phenomenal amount of people yeah. and their voice amplified an issue which was, you know, very important at the time. And as a result, um, you know, he, he changed the course of history. He did. He did. And, and due to that, we, we've seen effects um, that have helped minorities out here in America due to him wanting to a change to happen. You know, it's his famous speech, you know, I have a dream. That, 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 that simple, I mean, yes, that it was tough to speak in front of all those people in DC, but that speech, that's one of the most like well-known speeches in American history, if not the whole world. And I think that that just shows like, okay, that doesn't make any people are capable of doing that. It, it's not like he was gifted with all these abilities and, and could do this and, and we couldn't do that. Like we can all talk, we can all learn communication skills and build that knowledge to, to learn and help people grow and spread influence. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. It's, um, you know, most things are learned. I think we, we have a lot of perception that other people are just naturally good at it. And yes, some people are naturally <laughs> yeah. good at it. We all have different um, talents, but of most, course. Mo- most people just, you know, they just work and they work and they keep improving their skill. Some people are naturally better communicators, but also the top speakers in the world have trained for years and years and years and have been doing it for a long time. Mm-hmm. I agree. Now, Byron, as we get into the last two questions of this episode, these are kind of the, I don't know, the culmination questions is what I call them. So far, great episode. This has been a crazy experience. And honestly, when I think about opportunities, I have nothing but gratitude right here in, in my heart. You know, if I, if, it, if I never would have taken that first episode and done it with my dad in, a, in, in his bedroom, or I, I think it was a living room, yeah, we just simple recorded yeah. the episode, then I would have never been doing this episode with you all the way in Australia and in a completely different continent and spreading a really cool message like this. So it, folks, take that chance. You know, if you want to be an Olympic swimmer or you want to be, if you want to own a business, you want to be a millionaire, or if you want to be a, 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 an influencer, take that step. You're not going to get so anywhere if you don't take that first step. It's a thing, right? Like start opening doors and you mentioned comfort zones because that's a big thing yeah. I'm passionate about as well. Like if you imagine we all sit within a comfort zone. So if you're here surrounded up by you is a comfort zone. Now, if you want to step out of that comfort zone, how do we feel? We often, you know, we feel anxiety, stress, while we're stepping out of that comfort zone. So you step out of your comfort zone, you've got two choices. You either step back into it where you're comfortable or you can push through it. Yes. What do most people do in life? They step back into it. Mm-hmm. They step mm-hmm. out, they go, holy shit, okay, I step back in. Now, if you step out, sure, you're going to have all, you know, going to be stressed, you're going to be overwhelmed. But if you can push through to that, push through that, and enter the next one, that's where the growth happens. Amen. That's where you grow as a person. That's where experience and success can be achieved. And, what, you know, how do we feel when the growth happens? Amazing. <laughs> Amazing, right? All, all the positive words. Happy, yeah. relieved, you know, overwhelmed with joy or whatever yeah. it is, right? And so once we understand that, and now we go, well, okay, I understand I will be stressed and I will have anxiety when I step out, but overall I will feel a lot better. So now instead of going, okay, when I step out of my comfort zone, I'm going to have stress, anxiety. Now I'm going, when I step out of my comfort zone, I'm going to be joy and all these other you know, positive things. Mm-hmm. And so that's really important to understand that by stepping out of your comfort zone, it's going to be uncomfortable. We're not saying that. 
it's definitely going to be uncomfortable. That's why it's called a comfort zone. <laughs> but if you can push through it, that's where the growth happens and that's where you can, you know, uh, gain success. And whatever success means to you, totally subjective. Mm-hmm. But um, you've got to... And mo- the, what, I, I mentioned it before. Most people in Gen Z, they don't step out of their comfort zone. I, I believe some people will go their entire lives without ever leaving their comfort zone. Mm-hmm. It's one thing you have to do if you want to make it to the next phase. Like, I always said to myself, I remember when I started high school... I said, Mom and Dad, I, I want to get a scholarship, whether that's half ride or a quarter ride or even a full ride, I want to get a scholarship. And I knew that it was going to take dedication and, and grinding, if you will. So I set my mind out to that for four years. And it, when this, my, I'm in my last year of high school, when I started applying to schools and getting letters that said you're accepted and you've, you've qualified for this amount of scholarships, I knew that all that stress, that staying up late, um, that anxiety was worth it at the end of the day. You know, I, it could have been easy to say, Oh, I have a test tomorrow. I, 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 I hopefully I do. Hopefully I do good. I'm, I'm just gonna sit in my room and and watch YouTube or, you know, eat donuts. But you know, I step. I, I, I took the time to study. I took the time to do the things I didn't want to do. Trust me, I don't like studying, but I did it, and it definitely paid off. It totally did. Mm, yeah, exactly. That's it. And you know, how do you feel afterwards? How do you feel after you've done a talk? You feel huh. amazing. You yeah. Go, oh. I got it done. That was not. That wasn't so bad. Yeah, yeah. I got through it. Feel good. <laughs> how do you feel? How do you feel when you walk on stage? Obviously, very stressed and yeah. nervous, right? Um, and look, even if you do stuff up the talk, at least now you know not to do that again. You learn from that experience, and, and you then, can take that to your next one. Yeah. Um, anyway, amazing uh, commentary. On that we're gonna get into um, our last uh, uh, two questions here, and these are kind of like from from your viewpoint to give out a message that's what i do for the for the guests of course um now you have two programs and groups you seem to endorse and have a passion for i think it's the 530 club and empower you what are these programs about and how are they beneficial i know they're focused around what you're talking about education and social uh the social aspect of it um anyway would you enlighten us on uh, those two programs yeah i mean so they're, they're kind of the three aspects of my life i've got driven young and that mm-hmm. brand of the podcast um i've got 530 club which is um just like it's not even a company technically it's just like a i guess a movement that i'm a big part of um yeah. i also run the 530 club podcast with um uh, one of the founders of that wow um and then then we've got empower you which is like a personal development company for teenagers and um, i'm being trained up to be a speaker and start running that event around australia um over the next kind of few years where we can really um hopefully scale that australia wide um and yeah, they're just both of them are incredible. Five thirty club is just um, where we wake up at five a.m. and then meet at the cafe at five thirty every morning. Um, we've got eighteen clubs around Australia now. Uh, I think we've got some starting up in New Zealand, and it's just it's cool awesome. people. Like it's just a great way to start your day. Accountability. We said the three the three main aspects of five thirty club are uh, community, clarity, and consistency. Mm-hmm. So you, you can be it's every day, Monday to Friday, consistent. Gives you some clarity. You can hour just by yourself to focus on whatever you want to do. It can read a book. You, do writing and email whatever you want to do um and then community it's just amazing people and we do a lot of stuff around that and then empower you i mentioned before personal development event for teenagers it's just incredible we do money it's a two-day event 12-hour days nine o'clock to nine o'clock we do money in finance we do goal setting we do uh, career clarity we do um emotional intelligence communication all these amazing sections and all these skills we do massive dances before each session we do like a big dance party we do games um we write letters we uh, have point systems as teams uh it's just really really cool so they're awesome. um, kind of the three three aspects of my life right now so with the 530 club that's kind of like a, a social uh dynamic where people can build off of each other and be and honestly just become better people is that what it's for from 5 30 to 6 30 a.m yeah, and it's just whatever you... I mean, the structure is you just go to a cafe and you just do your power hour, whatever you want to do during mm-hmm. the power hour. Um, great way to meet people, great way to start the day right. You know, it's a, a accountability. Like, um, I've tried waking up and being early before, but I just didn't stick to it, but I've stuck with this for six months. Wow. Great consistency. Um, yeah, and I'm a big, big part of that. So we had a meeting last night with all the team club leaders, which was really good. And I'm sure you're seeing that pay dividends now. We're doing it for six months consistent. <laughs> What's that, sorry? Pete Evans. Oh, um, I'm saying, I said, I'm sure you're seeing the dividends pay off oh, six months yeah, later. Yeah, 100%. Like, yeah. yeah, I mean, if you multiply that, I mean, look, I'll, I'll go 5.30, I'll journal, I'll write, and I'll read, and then I'll go gym, and then I'll have breakfast, and it's like 8.30, most people are just, you know, heading off to work, mm-hmm. and I've already achieved all that. Uh, not to say I'm better than them, <laughs> them or anything. I totally understand some people are night people, and maybe they do work at night. 
uh, but it's just a great way for me to start my day. I really enjoy it. It's um, some of my best friends have come from five thirty. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I really want to focus on waking up more early or earlier. Excuse me, because I I I always have a ton of things I want to get done in the day. I want to run. I want to focus on podcasting. Get some homework done. Apply for more scholarships. Work out. I I always have a ton of things I want to do in the day, and I never really ended up doing all those because. I'm going to be honest with you, I wake up too late sometimes. Whether it's on a Saturday, I wake up like at 10. But if I can change yeah. that and wake up at 8, that's another two hours to get something done. And that can, in two yeah. hours, you can get and, a lot done. You take that even further to 5.30, that's like a four, five hours you can get done. That's true. Like, it's just insane. You can, it's almost a whole work day you can get done. Now, you, do you get eight hours of sleep a night? Yeah, I know you're waking up early with this 5.30 club. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Like, if you go to bed at 10 o'clock, which is pretty reasonable, that's seven hours. Yeah. Um, if, you want to, if you want to get eight hours, just go to bed at nine, nine o'clock. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, when people think you've got to sacrifice sleep, it's like, well, no, just go to bed earlier. <laughs> you know, that's true. Just prioritize your, your time around what you want to do. Yeah, look, if you're going to go to bed at 12 o'clock every night, I wouldn't recommend 5.30 Club because you're probably going to get burnt out and it's not healthy. Um, you know, you want to get at least six hours of sleep, ideally seven or eight. Mm-hmm. Uh, I... I, I the latest I usually go is 11 and that is that's if I've got something else to on or that just yeah. stuff comes up. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's very, very rare. I don't think I've ever gone to sleep past 11 and I've gone to five thirty club cause it's, um, unless like, yeah, it's just sleep's a priority. Yeah, I completely agree. I think I'm going to, I'm actually may start that route. Uh, you, I think you inspired me. <laughs> um, yeah, do it. Let me know how you go. Oh, I will. Will do. Now we're going to get into our last question here. This is kind of the uh, question where I ask the guests, it's where they give their, their final like overall message to, to the peop to people out there, to just the masses as I call them. Um, so with that being said, what's one last message you can give people out there about bettering yourself, healthier mentally, socially, physically, financially, whatever that be. What's one last message you can give people to better themselves in those aspects? I mean, start listening to podcasts, start reading books, start educating yourself. Like people have this mindset that I only get educated when I'm at school in university. And once I finish university, I'm done learning. Mm -hmm. Uh, You're never done learning. You should be continually learning. Um, You should be learning outside of school. You should be always, always trying to better yourself. And not to the point where it's like you have to listen to podcasts Mm 24-7, but just start start reading your books, start dipping toes in stuff you're interested in. If you want to learn more about finance, go read. There's free, there's heaps of free online courses. Um, go YouTube it. Um, there's books all about finance. If you want to learn more about nutrition and health, there's books, there's videos. Again, there's people you can follow. Uh, because of the world of information, we might as well take advantage of this information rather than focusing on people that you admire to be and, you know, just comparing yourself to people online, find influencers or find people who are putting out educational content, who are who are doing good stuff in the world. So you can get educated around all those aspects that you just mentioned, finance, nutrition, mental health and stuff. Um, and it's free. It doesn't have to cost you anything. It's, uh, it's, it's really incredible what we have as young people. Mm-hmm. Although this generation does have high levels of mental health, I think we have a level of opportunity as well. Mm-hmm. If you want it, seek it. I mean, it's out there, especially in the age of, of internet and social media. There's there's just so much to do and, and so much content to consume. But, you know, make sure it's a content that really fits what you want to do, especially your perspective. You know, like I say, let's say sometimes I'm struggling with motivation. That's usually on like a Tuesday or a Thursday. I don't know why. Tuesdays are always weird days for me. But Thursdays, you end of the week, you, your, week your mentality is already on the weekend. I, I'll sit down and I'll, I'll listen to uh, Joe Rogan experience. I've actually started listening to yours on um, the, um, I think it's a job interview one. It's one of your earlier episodes. Cause I'm like, Hey, I'm going to apply for oh, a yeah. job one day. I got to learn this. <laughs> so yeah, folks, it, it, it's out there and, and take the time. It, you'll trust me. It, it pays off in the long run. Uh, Byron, where do, sure. you, where, where do you want to, where do you want to be in, in five years? Um, I guess, in five years' time, I would love to just kind of my goal is to like travel the world mm-hmm. and just go to countries for I was going to sit main cities for like a month at a time or a few weeks, and just interview cool people in those places, and then um, uh, put out that interview and just you know kind of be the go-to spot that young people go for educational content. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also looking at starting a podcast network and creating multiple podcasts underneath the Driven Young brand. Um, we've got a few like Five Thirty Club podcasts mm-hmm. to be under that brand. Um, I've got another one all around sexual assault. Um, which will be a really great one. Mm-hmm. Looking at doing maybe a crypto cryptocurrency one, which is like a 
yeah, you know, eight, eight or nine episodes and really just go through the basics and understanding crypto. So, you know, I don't know what we'll call that. That's potential. I don't know. A lot of the stuff is, you know, in five years' time. Um, but yeah, so the podcasting network, while I travel, I'd love to run Empower You events uh, at bare minimum around Australia. Um, in five years' time, it could be at the point where we can take it international. I don't know. Um, but keep doing that. Keep doing, you know, opening 530 clubs everywhere I go. So if I go to London, we'll set up a 530 club there. Mm-hmm. Um, if I go to Paris, we can set up a 530 club there. If, even if it's just me in the cafe by myself, um, it's a really cool way to meet people and just, yeah, I just love connecting with people. I think it's where I get the most joy. And so lots of different things. However, like my life is so unpredictable every 12 months. There's no way I can predict five years. <laughs> um, so but that's, you know, that could be a cool place to be. Hey, you got goals. That's that's what matters. And if you ever make it to California, let me know. That'd be cool if we could connect in person one day. Oh, dude. I'm, I mean, once COVID's over and stuff, I'll, I know I'll be in America a lot just for mm-hmm. work. So definitely. Awesome. Uh, now, what part are you? I didn't even ask you this. What part of Australia are you in? Uh, Sydney. Okay. What time is it over there? Uh, almost midday. Okay. Uh, yeah, we're a little bit. Uh, yeah, I guess. It's already Thursday over there. Okay, yeah, you're 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 a little you're more ahead than I thought, but anyway, folks, that it, it, it honestly this has probably one of been the most unique episodes. It's on Zoom. I I don't I have I have only recorded a couple episodes on Zoom, but it's also an episode where I had a really cool guest who has goals, has aspirations, and and knows that look life isn't easy. We have to work and make the uncomfortable choices now and this that your your life i feel i really believe this philosophy if you make the uncomfortable choices now and you do things that are definitely out of your comfort zone you're going to be in places that seem a little bit more that seem a little bit more comfortable and that you're gonna you're gonna like being in whether instead of a nine to five or a job you don't want to do or stuck in or going to a university you don't want to go to it really it if you it, we can all make a change we can all really better our uh, circumstances we put our minds to it you know especially with covid it can be so easy to get down and be like you know this is it i guess i'll be indoors all day i guess there's gonna be no school but you know we can make the best of it in whatever way that is um but yeah. byron before we log off before we uh say bye is there anything that you want to continue I mean, last look, if, last comment if, yeah last comment to take risks while you're young get out of your comfort zone and start opening doors mm-hmm. like if if you if that's all you do in your 20s then you're going to be ahead of everyone else if all you did in your 20s was t- get out of your comfort zone take risks and build quality relationships for your entire 20s you're ahead of the game if that's yeah. all you did and look you can start doing that now start doing that now it'll multiply your network will build out and you can just you know really if you want to start a business one day you've got a big network you can leverage um, so yeah, and keep in mind your most important thing in business is your reputation. Yeah. So always be authentic, always be genuine, always be trying to help rather than receive. Mm-hmm. Um, the fastest way to open doors for yourself is to start opening doors for other people. Mm-hmm. Amen. That's something Gary V says, and that's true. It looks like he's having so much fun. He's in his twenties, he grinded. Now he's in his forties, and he's literally living life. <laughs> it looks like he, yeah. he lives like he's a twenty-year-old sometimes, but. Yeah, folks, that's it. Thank you for, uh, thank you, Byron. Once again, I know it's kind of a sacrifice all the way in Australia, but hey, you made it work. We made it work, and that was worth it. Um, but anyway, folks, um, amazing episode, season four, episode two. Um, yeah, uh, next episode should be uh, either it's either going to be a fellow high school guest to give uh, kind of a talk about a high school perspective, or I'm either going to try to get a politician, either the mayor of this city or a congressman. I'll, I'll keep you guys posted. Once again, Byron's out. I'm out. God bless. And, uh, see you, man. Yes. Yeah. See you. And take those, take those risks guys. Keep, keep grinding, keep working hard. It's going to pay off. Love you. Bye.